What's up, guys, and welcome to our final, just singular episode, long discussion of The Mandalorian Season 1. The final one. Well, I, I want to do, like, a full <laughs> season sometime next week and just discuss how we think the whole thing went. But this is just for Chapter 8, Redemption. So, just first thoughts, what'd you think? Loved it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a great ending to a season that... Had some ups and downs, but overall, like from beginning to end, I think it was a great season. I agree. It started and ended strong enough for me that th those episodes four, five, and six were fine for me. Like, I still was excited to get up and watch the show every week, uh, but episodes seven and eight were probably my two favorite. Although, like, they really built off of what came before, especially, I would say, chapter four. Five and six are the ones that felt a little like outliers, but at least four introduced Cara Dune and obviously became hugely important these past two episodes. But, like, seeing the crew finally come together and work together and do all these things, like, part of that was just because we had a slow burn build over the past uh, six chapters. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Seven and eight could just really fly the only thing that i know i kept mentioning in these breakdowns that we didn't get was more information on baby yoda i mean i guess we kind of got it through quill when he's like this looks grown not manufactured and i was like all right i guess i'll take that <laughs> <laughs> yeah they more ruled out things just like it's not a clone yeah we we just still don't know why Moff Gideon wants it so badly and what he's going to do with it. Yeah, I think that we will definitely explore that going on because, I mean, already it's like, all right, your job is now to get it home. Like, yeah. that is the Mandalorian's purpose, or Din Jaren finally got a name. Din? Yeah. Uh, so l let's just start at the beginning so we don't jump all over the place. <laughs> but yeah, we, we kick things off with the two scout troopers who I'm just going to pretend our tag and bank for now they really their gave me that kind of were, were their, their stuff was hilarious <laughs> like i was a little worried that it was gonna get too goofy there for a second because that guy was like come on man i just i just want to see the baby and then they kept punching it yeah that, that was a Ugh. an emotional roller coaster at the start because i was like this is funny whack and i was like no ah that that Felt like a punch to my gut. The fact that Jason Sudeikis was trending this morning because he punched Baby Yoda <laughs> is pretty funny. He's the most hated man in the world right now. Like, I, I kind of wonder if maybe he just provided the voice for it mm -hmm. and uh, didn't know <laughs> what his character did. <laughs> like, how dare you make me punch Baby Yoda? Or just like... Can you imagine if he did know that his character punched the baby and then like he sees the reaction these past eight weeks and he's like, oh no. <laughs> People are going to hate me. <laughs> and they do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like th there were just so many fun little things in that conversation. And then the target practice is like, <laughs> it's such fan service, fan jokey, but I don't know. It was fun. And but they did well i i didn't see it really as fan service because like it came out of nowhere they weren't just like you want to do some target practice like he just starts doing yeah. target practice on this thing that's not that far away and he keeps missing and the other guy turns and like 
tries his gun and then he's like shaking the gun like is something wrong with this well, why are we so bad at this that's kind of a i don't know if it's a joke or just a reasoning behind why stormtroopers can't hit anything it's like it's because they don't have very good weapons and they're not calibrated well and i think that's one of those like okay you're looking too deep into this or they're but i i, I appreciated him like yeah questioning it also like the masks i i remember one in one of the visual dictionaries maybe for force awakens it talked about the first order masks giving them a better line of sight so the older masks they just can't see very well yeah, it, it's all of the above, but it, it played out very funny. It was just two soldiers who are bored and don't know what to do. Uh, but yeah, the second you punch Baby Yoda, Mm-mm. it's a death sentence. It's like breaking the rule in a slasher movie. Like, you're going to die, and yeah. that's if you mishandle Baby Yoda, Mm-mm. you're dead. And IG-11 shows up to dispense justice. Oh, I IG-11 was definitely one of the biggest highlights in this episode. He was great and the, just immediately takes Baby Yoda and they f- zoom off and that provided some really great... Molly said she was really excited to see the gifts and memes that come out of Baby Yoda's expressions. Because <laughs> he's like, wee! Just like, yeah, he's just having the time of his life, which <laughs> I think kind of can play into stuff they explored last week where he's been around violence and he's being normalized to it. It might be turning him a little dark side, but like... He's in terrible danger this whole episode, <laughs> and he looks like he's having a blast. Yeah. I liked the stuff that the stormtroopers said when he showed up. They're like, oh, a, a hunter droid. And he's like, no, I'm a nurse droid now. And they're <laughs> like, what? The one thing that I wish had happened this season that I guess it got cut, or maybe they were just joking, but Filoni or Favreau said that IG-11 gets confused for IG-88. I took that as something like it would happen in the series and it would become like a running joke that Mm -hmm. he's like, no, I'm not IG-88, I'm IG-11, but that never happened. Mm. And it's fine. It's just something that I kept thinking would pop up and it didn't. And that would have been kind of perfect if Tag and Bink uh, or whoever they were were just like, oh my God, it's IG-88. And And he's like- Started like geeking out over it. Yeah, he's like, no. (laughs) Uh, But back in the city- uh, the Mando, Din, and uh, Kara and Grief are all stuck in the cantina still. Yeah, we picked back up right where he left off in the previous episode, where it was this like weird standoff. Like Moff Gideon is so cocky; he's just like standing there, and then he like he spews out all this information, like for like the... it's nothing. Yeah, like it's nothing, and we'll get into that in a second. But then he's like. He, like, makes a deal, and he's like, I'll give you until, what? Sundown. Sundown. Like, a long time. Like, dude. Just, well, he needs them, but, like, (laughs) yeah, it it was surprising. But, yeah, he he was an ISB agent, which I thought was a good touch, because, like, how else would he know all this stuff? Mm -hmm. Uh, He knows Kara's from Alderaan. Really like that because immediately, immediately you're like, oh, that makes sense as to why she wants to kill imperials and then when that's not available to her anymore she gets bored with the new republic yeah she's living a life of getting revenge in any form possible yeah and just constantly taking out her anger Mm -hmm. on things like i can't tell you how many times she 
tells someone to like move aside and she picks up her gun to like fix whatever problem is happening. She's just like, I'll fix this <laughs> with my gun. I'll shoot the sewer grate. I'll shoot the lava fairy. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to shoot my way out. <laughs> uh, but, and it makes so much sense as to in chapter seven, you show up and she's fighting because she doesn't know what else to do. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so glad that she'll be in season two because I want to see that uh, explored further and see her hopefully find some peace. Yeah. And all the stuff that she kept saying about her... What is it? Her papers or her... Her chain code. Her chain code. Her social security number. Yeah. Like, does it not exist? Or if it's like Alderanian, if if anyone sees that, is she just like immediately on a death list? I, I think what we're going to see is that she deserted the New Republic. They, they kind of hinted at that. And she said, like, if the New Republic sees my chain code, I'm toast and I'll be in prison the rest of my life. I think she's probably a deserter, maybe worse... Again, hopefully we find out more about her in next season. I hope she gets to be in more than three episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also hope that it's more than eight episodes, but we'll we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, the, yeah, so they're going to try to escape into the sewers. And then that's when Gideon talks about, you're from Alderaan. Also, your name is Din Jaren. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You, you, you get all this stuff built up and you think that things like his name or his face are going to be big moments when I, I they don't really have to be and so when but when they drop stuff like that i'm just like oh that that's his name and now we know it yeah i mean this was their last chance and i figured we would get both of those things in this episode so i wasn't expecting anything huge so i wasn't really let down with how that came about yeah i do think they handled his face reveal really well <laughs> but we'll get to that uh so they can't escape and Fortunately, IG-11 comes in to save the day with an awesome sequence where he's doing his spinny shooty thing, but on a speeder bike, <laughs> just shooting as many stormtroopers as he can. I loved when he turns his like chest around so that Baby Yoda is behind him, which still dangerous. But... Right. <laughs> just that. And again, Baby Yoda is just smiling away. but <laughs> Giggling. Uh, he, he comes in, basically distracts the stormtroopers so that they can come out and try to make a last stand and they do a pretty good job. Awesome fight. Like even though that part is in the trailer where Mando comes storming out of the door, uh, it was still so cool to see. Do we see specifically, I'll have to go back and see this, but do we see specifically them taking out the death troopers? Cause I remember thinking there was a lot more death troopers than what we see in this episode. I think there were six total. Uh, I think Mando... The, the speeder bike gets one. Uh, Mando, I think, takes down two. Kara takes down two. Um, and then there's another one that got killed somewhere. Okay. <laughs> I just... I thought there was a lot more of them. So I was like, where'd those guys go? It, it was like five, six, eight. It, there was just like a line of them in front of the stormtroopers. Yeah. I can't remember the total number. But they they make a pretty good fight until Gideon shoots Mando, shoots that E-Web thing to explode. By the way, just hearing words like E-Web. I didn't know what that was. I, yeah, but like for me, when they're like, these are ATST tracks, they're like, that's an E-Web. I'm like, it sure is. Like, I'm just Finally. not used to hearing those things on screen. And yeah. it, it's cool to have them casually tossed around. And Kara says it too. Uh-huh. And she's, yeah a member of the rebel, like a military person, she would know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Gideon is also like, 
giving you the history of eWebs. <laughs> just like, what is this? This is wonderful. Again, his character is just like so. And I don't yeah, know. Cocky is a good word. Cocky for it. is the only word that's coming to mind right now. But he's just like, I'm going to win this. I'm going to get the baby. Here's my large weapon and some info about it. You probably have heard of it, and it's going to destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they get back into the cantina. And at this point, Din is hurt real bad. Uh, yeah, I don't like. Did he just know exactly where to shoot him on the helmet, or did he shoot him? Like, what happened there? So in my review, I said that he got shot in the head, which he does, but uh, it was the explosion. I think that mm-hmm. was more uh, <laughs> what what messed him up. Yeah. So that that was the big issue, and he's like. I'm dying, leave me, and eventually they he does convince them to but oh, but the the flame trooper Ooh, yeah. comes in. And this is I was like, why don't you just have the baby heal you? Like you know he can heal you. But they had to take the baby out of commission and they do that with the flame trooper, which was really cool. Very Kanan. Uh-huh. Uh, I I even for a second thought they were playing like Kanan's theme. It's not. <laughs> it's like Baby Yoda's theme that has been in the series, but I just had Kanan on the mind and I was like, that, that sounds like Kanan's music and it's not even remotely. <laughs> <laughs> that but, was a very cool moment because we could just see him like come and like stand up from behind and it's like, he's so tiny. <laughs> but, but he can do it. Yeah. Judge him by his size, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> but But it does knock him out like so now he can't heal mando they have to escape ig11 stays behind and i mean this was a really nice conclusion to the i hate droids arc Mm -hmm. uh especially when he's like this droid was programmed to kill baby yoda and now he has to just fully trust him to a see his face and b heal him and there's like even a kind of they mirror the shots of him looking up at oh my god we skipped something looking up at the super (laughs) battle droid and the battle droid looking down at him it's that same kind of thing where he's like a vulnerable little kid can't do anything and he has to just trust this droid what what do you think we skipped we we totally missed the the flashback when he's like your name is din uh jaren and then we go back to him as a kid and we see that we see the full flashback And we see, we still don't know where that is, like what planet that is, but his, so his parents, I guess, put him in this, like... In the hole. In some hole, yeah. And then I guess they get blown up and we see the doors open and it's a super battle droid or whatever. And then that guy gets shot and then we see Death Watch. Yeah. Which was so cool to see. Yeah, having just a bunch of Mandalorians fly around and then to be like, oh, those are members of Death Watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really liked seeing them do something heroic because they're known as a terrorist group and I would consider them to be that. But just pre-Vizsla, his whole plan in season five of the Clone Wars is to manufacture this crisis so that Death Watch can come in and save the day. He wants to be seen as this hero to be worshipped. And in that quest, he does do some good things. <laughs> so, yeah, like, that that all tracked for me and uh, was an interesting new spin on a familiar group. Because in my head, I was just like, it'll be the protectors of Concord Dawn or some other noble group of Mandalorians that have never done anything wrong. But <laughs> no, it's the bad guys. 
Before we got more information as we were watching the show, we originally thought that maybe Moff Gideon was actually one of the Mandalorians, maybe the one that mm. saved him, and we were quickly... Yeah. <laughs> well, just the fact that he was like, that's Moff Gideon, he knows my name. I was like, oh, yeah. they must have a past, and it's just that he's an ISB agent. <laughs> that would have been cool, too, though. Yeah. Uh, so that's how he got taken into the Mandalorian way of life. They confirmed that it's just more a philosophy and mm -hmm. not an actual species. And I would assume that that means non-humans can be Mandalorians as well. We have yet to see any, but that was true in Legends. And later on, the armorer doesn't really have any objection to training. I mean, like, the baby is part of a Mandalorian clan at this moment. Make him a tiny suit. Yeah, it's, it's gotta happen. <laughs> It'd be so silly, but we'd all cheer. <laughs> so, yeah, tons of just Mandalorian stuff being dropped there. Mm -hmm. And it was nice to have that vindication because I've been guessing the whole time, like, he wasn't a natural-born Mandalorian. He's working his way up the ladder. Yeah, and he, he even, like, when he's laying there thinking he's going to die, he's like, give me a warrior's death. And I love how Kara is just completely loyal to saving him. She's like, absolutely not. Yeah. No, I'm not leaving you. Like, you're dumb. <laughs> Stop being dumb. <laughs> and then it's kind of like, there is no other choice. We can't heal you with the baby. We got to go. But that's IG-11 finally gets him to take his helmet off, which felt like the Darth Vader reveal to me where you're like, oh, it's just a guy. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what I was expecting, but I, you you think of this dude as an unstoppable, not unstoppable. He makes plenty of mistakes, but like he never gives up. He's a badass. And then he takes off his helmet and is like, it's just Pedro Pascal. Yeah. And like, it looks like he got the crap kicked out of him. Mm -hmm. He just looks like a scared, vulnerable, sad guy. <laughs> yeah. Real quick before we keep going, we were just talking about some Easter eggs, and I realized uh, when Kara's like, I absolutely cannot be captured, like, now that they, it's it's known that I'm from Alderaan and, you know, a rebel shock trooper, she says that they'll... Upload her to a mind flayer. Yeah. And that was like a really quick one-off little thing, but, and then uh, Griff says, like, that was just propaganda, but I immediately thought of Borgullet. I, I <laughs> that hadn't crossed my mind. Uh, I was thinking of a different kind of interrogation, but I like the I forget what their species. They're like boars of some sort of species, but yeah, basically Borgullet. Yeah, and they feed off of feelings, and they basically ruin your mind. mind. So, so yeah, yeah, they would have used that on her to get information about, I guess, more rebel-related yeah. things. The whole uploading thing, I don't know what that means, but I, I think that, that that's a much better guess than mine, <laughs> which was just kind of like a force interrogation. I mm -hmm. like the Borgullet theory. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so IG-11 heals uh, Din, and they get back into the sewer. They with catch his, up with everyone. With back to spray. Yeah, just like a little... They, they didn't fall far behind it's at like all. A, it's like a tide pin. It's like he was he was gonna it's a die. Very, very important tide pin. He was willing to die just to not show off his face. And he's like, No living thing has seen my face in thirty years or whatever. I'm like, yeah. you, you took your helmet off in front of all those kids. 
He's like, Someone he's, may have he's seen eating it. Eating dinner, and he's like, "No living thing," and everyone's like, "Look at that guy." Like, <laughs> yeah, I I didn't like the fact that he was just. I mean, I guess he knew he would die if he wasn't going to be healed, but he was just like, "I'm gonna die. Leave. Take care of the baby." I was just like, "No." I think it's just that's he's a fanatic about these rules. And we still aren't clear on how they all work because obviously we've seen plenty of Mandalorians take their helmets off. I do think they'll get into that, uh, especially with Filoni involved. Mm -hmm. But like, that's how stubborn he was. And then he he had to bend the rules to let a droid see his face. I th I just think that there are different levels of like how seriously they take the creed mm -hmm. itself, and like later when the um the Smith lady like calls the jetpack the, the, rising, the phoenix. rising phoenix it's it's a little much it's a little extra <laughs> uh so yeah that just the fact that he was that stubborn about it i think this is probably something that's come along after the great purge and they're like we have to do this to survive uh this is probably something that they did way back when but then satine came along and made them all pacifists and really changed how they operated so I think they're probably falling back into old ways after a lot of them were wiped out. Yeah. But it's it was just a, such an important moment, the fact that IG-11, the droid, is the one to take his helmet off mm -hmm. and heal and like basically save his life. So Yeah. And from that point forward, best friends forever. Yeah. It's, I feel like Din just becomes best friends with everyone he meets, whether mm -hmm. he wants to or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just can't help it. That's why Kara is, like, so loyal to him. Uh -huh. I think she just, like, this guy's the best. Like, we could just take on the world together. Yeah. So I wonder if this will be kind of a, a running thing. I'm thinking of, like, the show Chuck or uh, some show where someone has a secret, but then slowly over the course of the show, more and more people learn about it, mm -hmm. and it's kind of a little mini event. So maybe he'll be taking off his helmet more and more. I hope so, because I'd like to see Pedro Pascal like actually get to do some stuff mm -hmm. and show his face off, but yeah. we'll see. So in the sewer, they get back to where the Mandalorians were, and we learn that after their attack in Chapter 3, the Empire came and had another purge, basically, which immediately reminded me of the Star Wars Rebels Season 4 promo poster, which was just like, a pile of Mandalorian helmets. Yeah, it, it was very felony. Yeah. And the armorer is still alive. She's basically melting down all the Beskar and salvaging what she can. Uh, I was immediately like, don't pick up the armorer's helmet. I don't want her to be dead. That's absolutely what I thought was <laughs> going to happen, that they would see that in the pile. But she's like, nope, I'm still fine. Yeah, uh, I'm just here cleaning everything up. And she just goes in and starts getting to work for Din. And this was a really nice moment where she meets baby Yoda. And <laughs> she's like dropping all this lore about Mandalore the Great and how he once fought against Jedi well, sorcerers. The, and the, he, She asks about like, oh, is this what you came here for? Uh, your bounty or whatever. And then they talk about, oh, he's good. But he's got these weird powers, and she's like, oh, I know about that stuff. And yeah, and then she goes into the the Mandalorian War, and the, she mentions the Jedi and says that, like, he they weren't all their enemies. 
she says that baby Yoda is not an enemy. That yeah. the Jedi as a whole, they were their enemies, but that war is long since passed. It's like one force user isn't your enemy. Yeah. And clearly he's saved your life before. So here's a mud horn. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> before we were like, oh, the mud horn's totally going to be his, his signet. And then it, that didn't happen. But then it, it ha- did. It did. And we were like, oh. She only put it on like half of his shoulder though. So I'm like, maybe he'll get a second signet of baby Yoda. We We did think for a second, like, is this going to be a tiny baby Yoda signet? And then I was like, he's going to get made fun of <laughs> if that's on his shoulder. <laughs> what is that? Like, it's it's little baby Yoda waving and smiling. <laughs> With his little three fingers. But I love, she goes, you are a clan of two, which mm-hmm. is adorable. And she's like, you are his father <laughs> until you get him back to where he came from. So like, now that's what the rest of the show is going to be about, I guess, is exploring the galaxy until... You can find Baby Yoda's home planet, and I get Yoda's home planet. Well, he, he's like, "Am I to train him to like be one of us?" And she's like, "No, find his home, take him home." But I like that she didn't object to. She wasn't like, "No, he's not a Mandalorian or a human or whatever." She's like, yeah. "No, he's too young, and clearly, like, he ages way too slow. Mm-hmm. That it, it would be too dangerous for him." So. The creed says you take him back to his people and that's going to be interesting. And I'm like a little worried about that just because I like the mystery of Yoda species, but I think that this can work. And I like the idea of they're not just going to write a quick comic about <laughs> it's yeah. not like in a visual dictionary or something like Din is going to have to earn all of this yeah and like we'll all get to learn things bit by bit i think that'll work a lot better uh than i guess what i would imagine <laughs> this would be so i i'm pretty excited about this yeah and it's definitely not going to be easy i mean no one knows anything about the species where they're from so literally no one not even star wars nerds yeah <laughs> yeah only George Lucas, maybe. So yeah, he gets the jet. Pa- or, so yeah, he gets his signet. He gets his orders. Then he gets his rising phoenix. Yeah, and then she says, like, she gives that to him and asks if he if he would had any training, and he says yes, a little bit. <laughs> and then she's like, "Now you're complete." I thought that yeah. was a, an interesting line. Yeah, I, I guess that's the last step, uh, which. Part of me is like, did he get this because it's like a time of desperation? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a real quick, like, here you go. You're a full-on Mandalorian now. Yeah, I feel like she said that, but like, he he's not going to accept that he's complete. Probably not. For a while. That just seems to be his way. He's so <laughs> stubborn. Yeah. Uh, he's going to beat himself up about taking his helmet off so he wouldn't die. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she said something about like, don't use it until you're comfortable with it or like it'll listen to you yeah i need to re-listen to that like it won't listen to you until something happens but like it listens to him fine later yeah Uh but they leave (laughs) and then stormtroopers come uh to surround her and i was like certain she was about to just die that we would cut back to our heroes and they'd hear blaster fire and be like no but she just like wails on him. She's she's like sitting there holding just her tools. And then she just, yeah, I don't know how many there were, but she kills all of them. One of them she tosses into like the melting 
the furnace furnace thing (laughs) that was brutal and that got a scream out of both of us yeah but like an excited one and when the hammer takes that guy's helmet and just like cracks it into pieces that was so cool that's another shot i haven't talked about this in a while that's another shot that was in the teaser that they showed at celebration that looked weird and i was like this feels off and then the shot of her with just the helmet being smashed they even made it look like the mandalorian did it but then like in context fully edited together like it works so well Mm -hmm. uh so she's alive and well and i hope they run into her again because she's awesome she's she's going to stay there and and keep down the fort and keep melting I guess, yeah. I don't know where else she'd go. Like, I don't. In chapter three, when they're like, "You need to relocate the covert," I thought they were gonna get on that really fast, and they just didn't. Yeah. Uh, It's like in Star Wars Legends, the Rebel Alliance stayed on Yavin Four for like a long time, (laughs) and it was like, guys, everyone knows where you are. (laughs) But they get to the lava ferry. Kara shoots it free, Mm -hmm. and she shoots. She's holding Baby Yoda with one arm. And shooting with the other one, that poor baby's gonna go deaf. <laughs> Just, I, I worry about him. Yeah. Everyone, like, hand the baby to someone else, get him at a safe distance, and then fire your loud, loud gun. Yeah. And we get another s- small, quick moment of humor from IG 11 where he's like, be careful or watch your step. <laughs> it's molten lava. And Kara's like, yeah, thanks. Yeah. N- no duh. <laughs> So they get in the ferry, and then the ferry droid wakes up, and it's like an astromech droid with arms and legs. Oh, yeah. That, I was like, what is happening? I thought it was going to, like, attack them or something. Was, that's a bizarre look, but he's just, like, doing his thing. And I was like, this is kind of neat. And then Kara just shoots its head off. Well, like, as he was doing his little ferry thing, I was just thinking about, like, the guys that do that in Italy. I for- They probably have a title. I don't know what it's uh, called. Gondolier? Yeah. I'm sure it's that's probably not right. Maybe. I know it's a gondola. But like he was like making little noises and I was like, is he singing? Oh, I didn't think about that, but I bet you're right. He's like serenading everybody. Yeah, and but then yeah, then they try to get him to stop the the boat and I guess they just didn't give him a chance to He was too into his song. Yeah, and she shoots his head off and I was like, "Oh. Well. Did that stop anything?" <laughs> no, boat right. kept going. So they have to stop the boat because stormtroopers are waiting at the exit. IG-11 is like the only way we're getting out of this or the baby's getting out of this is for me to go self-destruct, which we called that back in episode one. Mm-hmm. We are like, that is for sure going to come back. Yeah. Uh, that's the Chekhov's gun rule. Like if you put a chest bomb in a droid in act one, it's got to detonate in act three. So and And we figured it would be he would sacrifice himself you called that to to save everybody uh so he's saying he's gonna do that and immediately like din is no don't do it yeah he's like we need you and he says something like you are sad don't be sad don't be sad i'm not sad immediately he's like what no i'm what Uh uh-uh i'm not sad Uh, tears coming down his helmet i I don't care (laughs) Whatever, it's whatever. whatever. Just a droid. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, and he's like, "I'm a nurse droid. I can like scan your voice. I know you're sad." <laughs> so he trudges off into the lava, oh. 
It was a very Terminator moment yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he didn't give a little thumbs up. Oh. Uh, he explodes and gets rid of all the stormtroopers. That, I will say, I'm bummed with. Like, I, I, I just really liked the character. I'm excited. It's the same as Queel. Like, mm-hmm. we finally got everyone together, and then some of them are dropping off. And I want time to get attached to these characters. So I'm so glad that Kara is still around. Yeah. Uh, grief too, but mostly Kara. <laughs> and so like, hopefully we still, like, I, I don't want every adventure in season two to be like, here's a new cool character. Bye forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to keep building this roster of allies. Well, I thought it was interesting, like the way he had to handle going back to his original security protocol. He was like, you have to, tell me that the baby will be safe because that's right now I'm programmed to protect the baby and he does. And then after that, he goes back to his original programming and blows up all the stormtroopers. So they, including himself. Yeah. They get outside and then Moff Gideon shows up in his TIE fighter. And for as bad as he wants this baby, he is being pretty careless, just shooting a TIE fighter at it. Mm, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Just, I'm just saying, Moff yeah. Gideon. Maybe he didn't know that they had it with them. That's possible. Mm, no, I think he saw IG Eleven show up with it. So I would assume that he knew. Whatever. Who knows how that guy's brain works? Yeah, maybe he he too is like dead or alive. Maybe. Yeah, because we still don't know what the ultimate what the end game for baby yoda is but yeah. uh he's coming to make another pass and that was the biggest laugh of the episode <laughs> is grief going make the baby do the magic hand thing do the magic hand baby <laughs> and he just just baby yoda's like okay he just waves at him yeah. i just figured he was like waving back yeah it means <laughs> <laughs> uh so then he just din slaps on the jetpack and it works fine like, they kind of set up something where it's like, you might not be able to use this for a second. And he's like, nope, I got it. Yeah, that was such a cool takeoff, too. He just, like, shoots straight up into the air. And, like, I know we saw parts of this scene in the trailers and stuff where he's, like, on top of the... Um, TIE Fighter. The TIE Fighter. But I had completely forgotten. I was so, like, into this episode. I was like, oh, yeah, this happens. <laughs> Yeah, so he he gets onto the TIE Fighter, he plants some bombs on the wing, but like in true Mandalorian fashion, it's it's not going smoothly. Like he drops a bomb and it's like, I I just still appreciate that he's not the perfect action hero, that he just keeps making mistakes and he's just doing his best to be a single dad. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and it is like the first time he's used the jetpack and probably the first time he's ridden a tie fighter ridden a tie fighter and you know moth gideon's doing some like spinny moves uh to try to get him off but ultimately he ends up getting a bomb planted on one of the wings and blowing it off and then it it crashes and then he just comes to a landing and i thought he was gonna have a bad landing but he he stuck the landing (laughs) that would have been funny (laughs) It, it does he's falling for a while and he catches himself but yeah then it's basically just like saying goodbye to everyone. Where well, then grief is like, 
very impressive yeah. Mando. Like, I love how over the top he, he is. He is very over the top. He's like, your guild rates just went up. Like, you just got an upgrade. Yeah. He's, he's, like you said last week, he's very much like a theme park character, maybe a video game like hub where you can go back and very impressive. You've upgraded your skills and armor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm fine with him staying on Navarro and being a recurring character, but Kara, again, was like, I'm going to stay here. And I was like, why? What else are you doing? <laughs> go. Go be best friends throughout the galaxy. And hopefully she winds up back, like, early on in season two. I mean, she she did almost die... And she's not crazy about dying over protecting a baby. I don't know. I just want them to hang out together. Yeah. I just like her. Uh, I do too, but I I understand her not wanting to continue being in so much danger. Right. She she can take a break, but I hope she finds her way back. And that's it. Like, Mando takes off. Oh, yeah. Little baby has the little Mandalorian necklace. And... They just have a nice little moment on the ship, but mm-hmm. they, they leave. He says, and, you hold on to that. Yeah, because he's he's his son. Yeah. He's officially his son <laughs> until he has to give him back to his people. And maybe he'll just stay. Maybe he'll stay with all of the Yodas. Well, maybe he won't find his people. And uh... that sounds sad, too. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. I don't know what I want to happen. I don't either. It all sounds sad. I want him to have a tiny Mandalorian uniform <laughs> and fight by his side. Maybe we'll see him just like a little bit bigger and he'll be like teenage Yoda. Kind of <laughs> like we got teenage ba- Groot. Uh, teenage Groot. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they, they fly off and then we cut back to the TIE fighter and it's kind of like one of those like, yeah, of course he's still alive. He's not going to die off screen like we just, that. We just expect the yeah. the top to pop open uh-huh. for him to cr- crawl out. And I liked that there were Jawas already trying to pick parts off of the yeah. ship. That was a nice touch. But I, I figure Favreau knows that everyone is like, of course Gideon's still alive. And so he's like, yeah, but you don't know that he has the Darksaber. <laughs> that was so cool. Like I just, I did that. <laughs> Because I was thinking, you know, eventually, I bet we'll see the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. It's a Mandalorian thing. It should be involved. Wasn't expecting it in season one at all. And definitely not in the hands of yeah. someone like Moff Gideon. Yeah. I was expecting that you know, maybe Bo-Katan will show up in season two and yeah. she'll still have it. But no. And and we never found out who that character was exactly at the end of the Gunslinger yeah. episode. I forgot to mention that in my review and i i'm gonna just guess that's gideon mm-hmm. okay just for closure's sake yeah that i mean i still want it to be i don't know people were kept saying boba fett and now i'm like what if it's bo katan and she's not dead and she's coming back for that dark saber yeah. I'm still thrown off just because of the use of the Spurs sound effect and that other kind of tracking sound effect. Like, both of those are affiliated with Boba Fett. So, I don't know. Maybe they're going to, like, tease this once a season for a while and then the end game is to have the Mandalorian fight Boba Fett, like, once they're (laughs) sure. Does everyone like the Mandalorian more than Boba Fett now? (laughs) Something like that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, that. those sound effects I can't get past them 
It could could have just been like, oh, people are going to think this is Boba Fett, but let, let's throw these things in there. Well, that's just fuel for the fire, guys. <laughs> but yeah, Gideon cuts his way out. Climbs on top of the TIE fighter because he's has a, a has drama a, queen. Has a Vader uh, um, rebels moment yeah. where his like cape is I just I just got to be real extra right now. Yeah. Got to go stand up here with my dark saber. Just in case anyone's looking, I uh-huh. have the dark saber. Yeah. <laughs> this one's for your thumbnails, YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> Which we didn't Which I use. didn't do. I wanted to. Spoilers. I didn't because that would stink to have that ruined by just some YouTube thumbnail. I did, like, as soon as I went on Twitter after we watched the episode, the first thing that was trending was Darksaber. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. This morning when I took Hilo out <laughs> before we watched the episode, I, like, just instinctively opened Twitter and was immediately like, nope, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope. Because no, no, no. I know everyone's going to be talking about it already. <laughs> uh but yeah, that that's it. That's the end of chapter eight and season one, which we'll, we'll save our full season discussion for another time because we've already gone for a while. Oh, we skipped over. Uh, Mando does take a a moment to give Quill a oh yeah a burial. That's nice. Which uh-huh. was nice. Yeah, it was nice <laughs> <laughs> and warranted. Yeah. Like a uh, one final goodbye to that character and showing that like the Mando cares. Yeah. Um. So what what are your top three moments? Mm. I think I know what your number one is already. But you... <laughs> um, starting from three, I don't know. I want to put the the dark saber pretty high up, but I, I'm going to put that at my number three. Okay, because because Baby Yoda wasn't in the scene. Because <laughs> it's just not it's not my main priority of the show. Sure. <laughs> uh, my number three is. Probably the scout troopers at the beginning. I was just surprised by how much I enjoyed that. Like, at first, I was like, I want to get back into the action. We left on such a cliffhanger, but they really made that scene work. Yeah. Uh, Two for me is going to be IG 11 coming in with Baby Yoda and like having this big, another big like shootout moment where he takes out a bunch of stormtroopers. Yeah. And, like a, a little mini Baby Yoda moment where we get him like having the best time riding the bike with him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number two is going to be a combination of hearing Din Jaren's name and uh, seeing his face. Just I, like I said, I had all these expectations for, I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was thinking, oh, he'll have some Star Wars-y haircut or tattoos or this or cybernetics or I don't know, something to make him look cool and grizzled. And it's just just Pedro Pascal. And I, I was like delighted by that, weirdly. Yeah. That's your number one. Do the magic Do hands, the magic hand, baby. baby. <laughs> just like grief and his over-the-topness and like that moment was like pure Star Wars comedy gold for me. Yeah. And, and I think my number one is not surprisingly the Darksaber. So... Yeah. Yeah, it def. I mean, it was exciting for me. Don't get me wrong, but I'm I'm just really really happy at how well and seamlessly even this show was working with the Clone Wars, and yeah. Star Wars Rebels, and all the other Mandalorian stories we've had. Yeah, and it's it's not something where 
for the theatrically released movies, you have to kind of tiptoe around things that people may not understand if they haven't seen this show or this show. We don't really have to worry about that as much with a Disney Plus show about The Mandalorian because a lot of this stuff is is new even for us Mm -hmm. and it's new for new Star Wars fans. Um, But then you can put stuff in there like the Darksaber and not have to worry about like explaining where it's from because we'll probably find that out in season two but people like the like the hardcore fans are just their minds are blown and i mean i've had a lot of people today ask me to do a video about the dark saber because a lot like people were just like i know it by name but i don't know anything else about it don't don't you have one i do it's like from the the minute days Mm -hmm. so it could use some updating yeah like going through like who who has had it yep. where it's who at made it. at any given time and hopefully when we see season two we'll find out how moff gideon got it yeah i'll probably try to do that soon because the last person who had it is bo yes as far as we know yes so yeah good stuff and i bet this will help Katie drive people yeah that's a big hope for season two yeah. we'll cover that in our season one recap like hopes for season two but uh i I bet this is also gonna drive people to watch the clone wars when it comes back oh yeah because it'll the dark sabers in that mm-hmm. maul has it at that point so fun times yeah a good first star wars live action series i'm very excited for the other two i think we're probably going to see the mandalorian season two before kenobi or cassian yeah, I don't. I don't. I haven't heard anything about filming for Kenobi. I, I've heard rumors that they're going to start this year, but like filming for season two of Mandalorian's already started, so we'll get that in twenty twenty. I doubt we're going to see Kenobi or Cassian until twenty twenty one, but that year I bet we're going to get three live action shows. Ooh. Ooh. Chills. Yeah. So. We're hoping more than eight episodes. Yeah. For season two. I'm thinking 10 at least. I don't know. It depends. Like, how much bigger do you think their budget's going to be for season two? I don't know. I, I think it will be bigger now that they have an idea of what kind of audience to expect. But... I mean, the the Baby Yoda merch that they're going to sell <laughs> is alone. going to pay for itself. Yeah, that alone. <laughs> uh but yeah, we'll we'll save our expectations for season two for next week. Yeah. I just wanted to keep this ep- episode eight focused. Yeah. Uh, but do you have anything else to add? I don't think so. I, I just, there were so many cool things that got a good, I don't know, ending for for the series. Like the, the whole like, I hate droids. And then... It's the droid who saves his life, and then he's like, we need you. Like, he has a complete turnaround mm-hmm. for IG-11, and I love that. And I, I hope somehow, like, you kept saying after the first episode that we might see him back just in a different body. Maybe that will happen. That's true. That that doesn't mean it has to be the end of IG-11. I think it, I don't think it's going to be a Battlestar type situation where, like, he's back. And he has all his memories. I think it would be a new droid that we would kind of start 
um, on from scratch, but maybe Quill Quill kept his uh, what his pro- memories or memories I, I doubt programming. I doubt Mando's gonna go pick that up. <laughs> maybe it's in a ship rolling around somewhere. Maybe, <laughs> maybe but he'll be back. Who knows? <laughs> but that's it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for watching and uh, joining in these long form discussions with us every week. Yeah. Uh, we really enjoyed doing them. Uh, if you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And consider checking out our Patreon page where we have audio commentaries for all of the episodes available now, except for episode eight. We'll do that one very soon. Yeah. As always, thanks for watching and may the force be with you. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.